0: Back in 2016, Margot Lee Shutterly wrote a fascinating novel called Hidden Figures, The American Dream and the Untold Story of the Black Women Mathematicians Who Helped Win the Space Race. (laughs) That's a long old title, but it's a great book. Recounts the lives of some forgotten pioneers who wisely and bravely overcame multiple obstacles to help others reach the stars. They were known as calculators, not the ones powered by solar that you could stuff in your pocket. They were human calculators. And these women were brilliant. They demonstrated their skills by engaging in some of the most complex math. Even the most advanced computers of their day could not do. These human supercomputers helped to put an American into orbit around the Earth. At the height of the Cold War, their co-workers and their nation desperately wanted to beat the Russians, especially since the Soviet Union jumped out to such an early lead in the space race, surging past the United States with the Sputnik and the first human in space. But these women dealt with another type of war on their home soil. They fought battles of prejudice and gender discrimination on a daily basis. The Langley Research Center was segregated and prescribed not only separate restrooms, but also a segregated table in the cafeteria for black employees. If they were not belittled for their race, they were belittled for their gender. Well, these women were belittled for both. And yet, despite all these challenges, they acted in wisdom outperforming their male counterparts, finding solutions others simply could not find in the math. And as America reached for the stars, these women mathematicians reached far beyond what anyone else thought they could achieve. Without them, the United States would not have won the space race. Their wisdom produced the tangible result of putting a man in Earth's orbit. Amid the flare of rockets, flashing cameras, and a sea of prejudice, the worth of these ladies of wisdom was forgotten. Until one day, thankfully, Margot Lee Shutterly told their story, and the world saw their sheer knowledge, composure, persistence, and brilliance in the face of adversity. It took far too long for their success story to get off the ground, but they proved that America could not soar unless these wise women helped their nation boldly go where it had never gone before. And we'll hear a lot more about wisdom's works right after this. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I am happily your host, and you're listening to the God's Word for Life Companion Podcast. Today's episode stems from a lesson that was dated November 13th, 2022. It's almost 2024. Unbelievable. And it is entitled, Wisdom's Works. Appropriately, in light of these wise women, we take a look at Proverbs 31, verse 31. Where the Word of God says, give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates, wisdom's works. Maybe you've heard of the fable of the ant and the grasshopper. It shows the importance of planning for the future. The grasshopper played and whiled away the days, but the ant gathered food for winter. And during the summer, many might have viewed the grasshopper as the wiser of the two, but when winter came, the wiser of the two was the tiny ant. He stood far taller than the taller grasshopper. The grasshopper looked desperate and foolish, along with anyone who chose to hop on his bandwagon of just playing in the summer when he should have been readying for the winter. We must not simply think ourselves to be wise. We must demonstrate the best practices of wisdom. We must choose right over wrong, prefer the eternal over the temporary, embrace wisdom, and eschew foolishness. Here's a question as we get started. What bits of wisdom have others shared with you? And why? Did you find that wisdom so valuable? We read from Proverbs 31, but if you take a look at Proverbs 1, Proverbs 1 depicts wisdom as a woman. We know her as lady wisdom. She cries out to an unwise generation in a desperate attempt to help them change their foolish ways. And yet when we move to the end of the book, we still see Proverbs 31's wise lady wisdom. She has many attributes worth following. Although many focus on this chapter's lessons for women, men can glean from the woman's fine example. So, gentlemen, listen up. Her first attribute is her strong relationship with her husband, built on trust. The couple have confidence in each other. He knows she will bring him good and not evil. In our present-day world of broken marriages and broken promises and separations and divorce, each of us, whether married or not, would do very well to maintain our good relationships. Her second attribute is her strong work ethic that helps her prepare for the future. She makes garments and works diligently through the night, often getting little sleep before rising early the next day to do it all over again. If you want to find her, well, you can often find her at the spindle. The clothing she produces can be sold or used to clothe her household in scarlet, which is a beautiful color for all those Ohio State fans. They brace for the winter snows, and yet they're clothed warmly in the clothes she Prepared, made for them, she herself wears strength and dignity and does not fear for the future. Her third attribute reveres her superior acumen as a businesswoman. Some might think business transactions are just a man's world. Bible says otherwise. The Proverbs 31 wise woman evaluates a field and purchases it. To increase the wealth of her family, she plants a vineyard. And whether she trades in garments or her vineyards yield, her business makes a profit. Most of these efforts center on her household, but her fourth attribute shows how she cares for others in her community. She gives to the poor. The needy knows she will be willing to offer them a helping hand. She also teaches others. She's renowned for her wisdom and faithful instruction. The needy who follow her wisdom and example may be able to use her assistance and teachings to get themselves out of poverty. This woman is amazing. She's lauded for her many abilities. Her children call her blessed. Her husband praises her because she fears the Lord. The officials in the city gates honor her. Her life reveals patterns to which everybody can aspire, even though wisdom may manifest itself in different ways. Some may choose various methods to earn money or meet the needs of others, but all of us should follow the example of the Proverbs 31 wise woman and fear the Lord in everything we do. Here's another question. What will you do to follow the example of wisdom set forth by the Proverbs 31 wise woman? That's a good question. All of us would do well to seek the wisdom that comes from the Proverbs 31 woman and her fear of God. Our world is full of life coaches, self-help books, purveyors, and peddlers of so-called common sense. Yet we must diligently seek the wisdom of God. We discover this wisdom in Scripture. When we read and obey the Word of God, we find ourselves walking right alongside the wise. We share the wisdom and perseverance of Joseph when we refuse temptation. We learn from the many mistakes of Moses. Discovering our motives may sometimes be good, but our methods, eh, they need a little work. We strive to be faithful followers like Joshua, learning from one of the world's greatest leaders as we glean the knowledge required to take the children of slaves and grow and disciple them into one of the world's greatest fighting forces ever assembled. We see the power of prayer, fasting, obedience to the Lord through the godly wisdom of Esther. We recognize the importance of timing as we determine God has called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. To acquire more wisdom, we read Proverbs where we find very practical ways, many which are exemplified by the Proverbs 31 woman, on how to be wise. We learn how to work with others more effectively. We find passages that teach us to develop healthy relationships Our time on this earth is very short, but we learn to prepare for the future by engaging in sound financial stewardship principles. The world has many books, but only one book, the Bible, the word of God has the breadth and the depth of wisdom we truly need to navigate this life and the life to come. We shouldn't allow the greatest book of wisdom to lie idly on our bookshelves and collect dust. We should pick it up, brush it off, and start collecting and enacting all its wisdom, its wonderful wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And by the way, I read that in the Bible. We display this reverence, this fear, this awe of God through faith in Jesus. Jesus demands more of us than just signing a church roll or shaking a pastor's hand. Even when we repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, we still have work to do. Our reverence for God must be displayed through real-world deliverables such as our actions. Texans have a great way of saying it about people who are all talk and no action. They take one look at some individuals and they state, he's all hat, no cattle. Now in case you wonder what that means Here's what it means People can go down to the, a western store And buy a 10 gallon hat The big belt buckle The sharpest pair of boots Even drive the biggest truck in town They might look the part But as others might say The proof is in the pudding Having a hat and a belt buckle A big truck That really doesn't make you a cowboy Or a rancher What really makes you a rancher Are what you ranch <laughs> When they fail to hold on to their hat Their buckle won't hold up their pants And they forget to check for the snake That might be lurking in their boots These pretenders They retreat as fast as their scrawny legs will carry them. They came to tame Texas, but Texas tamed them. A lot of Christians can be the same way. They may dress in their Sunday best, carry their Bible right next to their heart as they enter the church building and spout off a few scriptures. But appearances can't hide their lack of humility and the deficit of inward holiness that no amount of outward holiness will ever cure. Like the disciples who couldn't abide Jesus' hard sayings, they put down the Bible when they read something that offends them and quickly run out of popular verses of Scripture to quote because they've not engaged in diligent study of the Word of God. Here's a third question. This is a pretty personal question. What parts of your life need evaluating? Where could you use some more wisdom in your daily life? Let me say it like this. Are there any areas of your life you're all hat and no cattle? That's a question we really need to ponder and ask God to help us with. We might say the proof is in the pudding. Texas may say all hat, no cattle. Jesus said it like this. Wisdom is justified of her children. In other words, wisdom is justified by what it produces. Sometimes things seem to be wise or right, but they fizzle out. But wisdom always withstands the test of time, and it is a tough test. Like the Proverbs 31 woman, wisdom's children rise up and call her Blessed. We can't just simply follow theoretical teachings of wisdom. We must practically engage her teachings in our daily lives. When we come into the house of God, we may humbly realize we lack wisdom. Like the faux cowboy, we might even be pretenders. Like the rich young ruler, we may need to go a bit further in our walk with God, but if we continue to follow the word of God and the preaching and teaching of the ministry of God, we can show ourselves to be faithful servants of the Most High God. It just takes time, takes effort takes putting our trust in the Lord. Many of us stick around because we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and yes, He is. Chefs can work hard to use all the right ingredients to create the best dish, but taste, that tells the tale. And sometimes the greatest chefs are beaten by the simplest recipes. Their quest to come up with the newest culinary concoction could even be bested by a recipe grandma received from her grandma. The recipe for success, that proves its wisdom over and over and over again. Technology in our world seems amazing, but we can't ignore that they were produced with the same spirit of ingenuity and diligence that led to the wheel, to the wagon, to the automobile, the electric car, and and so on. Although some parts of the formula may change, and some might even seem more innovative, the essential parts of the recipe for success will always remain. What are some keys for success that don't change over time? Sadly, some people fail to learn the lesson of wisdom. They want the blessing without any cost in the present or the future. Many in Jesus' day likely wanted a Messiah to give them an easy victory over the Romans. They expected a crushing defeat and the inauguration of a new kingdom on earth. They reasoned that the divine power of the Messiah would require very little sacrifice on his part or theirs. They were so, so far off. Jesus could have chosen the easy way out. He wrote the book. He even prayed for the cup to pass from him in Gethsemane. Jesus could have proclaimed all our sins were forgiven just snapping his fingers, but he knew the law required a sacrifice, and he wrote the law. Jesus proved his love by dying on Calvary's cross for us. He not only showed his love for us, he revealed that our actions should be motivated by love themselves. It's essential for us to do right for the right reasons. In championing the values of wisdom, we see that wisdom enacted and motivated by love can forever change the world. We must show our faith in God and demonstrate our love for him through consistent godly life. Daily, we must follow the wise path and develop our relationship with God through prayer, reading and meditating on the word of God, and faithfully attending our church services with our brothers and our sisters. We must show our love for God by loving others. We should love our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Galatians 6 verse 10 states, As we have therefore opportunity, Let us do good to all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Like the Proverbs 31 wise woman, we should provide for our families and for the family of God. We should also love our neighbors and help those in our community. We can't simply worry about them being filled with the Holy Spirit without helping ensure their bellies are filled as well. James declared the importance of having faith with works. We must believe for their salvation and actively seek their betterment by meeting some basic human needs. The Proverbs 31 woman did not simply feed the needy. She also taught the principles of wisdom that made her a smashing success. Last question. Whom do you know in need? And how can you help meet the spiritual and even physical needs others might have in your life? Okay, we wrap this up. The grocer often saw the older woman walking the aisles, pleasantly greeting other customers, generally brightening everybody else's day. Her hair had grown a bit grayer over the years, but her smile had never dimmed. She faced the passing of her husband with sadness and a courage to go on despite her loneliness. The supermarket was a place for her to gather supplies for the week and connect with others. She willingly and kindly offered advice to young mothers looking for the right baby products. She suggested recipes for young couples learning how to cook, and even boldly cautioned people playing the lottery to save their money for a rainy day. Some heeded her wisdom. Others ignored it. Those who disliked it, they grumbled under their breath. They didn't want anybody to see them being unkind to a seasoned citizen. As she advanced in years and began to decline, so did the neighborhood. She remembered the day she could not do her shopping due to the police caution tape hovering over the broken glass. The robbery drove the original owner out of business. He retired in fear, selling the shop to somebody else. Aware of these rising crime rates and the drug deals happening right behind the store, the woman stayed in the neighborhood because she loved it, and it held so many wonderful memories. People were less friendly now. Some even talked back when she tried to offer her kind advice. Grandma, my business is my business. You mind your own business. She wanted to help. She didn't want to cause trouble. Her voice of wisdom grew faint from the feebleness that naturally accompanies the aging process, but mainly because no one wanted to hear what she had to say. She knew very well that her decline was inevitable, imminent, but she hoped her beloved neighborhood could be saved. And then the unthinkable happened. As she finished putting the groceries into her car, somebody knocked her down, took her keys, and stole her car. She lay on the ground bleeding from a head wound. The assailant said to his partner in crime, She's just an old lady, man. Don't worry about her. She doesn't need this stuff. The assault led to her death. but She was not finished with life. People in the neighborhood were surprised to learn of the woman's wealth through saving, through sewing clothes for others, and even tending a garden to limit the amount of produce she had to buy. Just as she had given vegetables to others, she donated her savings to the neighborhood. Her will provided funds for a community center, educational programs, and even remodeled the dilapidated library. The old woman, so many ignored, became a local celebrity. Even the man who knocked her down turned himself in, unable to bear the shame of hurting this wise woman. He only wished he'd heeded the advice of Lady Wisdom before it was too late. Even though she passed away, she continued to speak wise words, that could not be dimmed, not even by death. I'd like to lead us in prayer right now. a one, I want to give praise to God for wisdom He so willingly gives. He gave us 66 books of the Bible, and one of them is chock full of wisdom from chapter 1 to 31. But I also want to ask God to continue to give us wisdom, to do what is right for the right reasons. One of the greatest decisions, the most difficult decisions you'll make in your life is one where there is not a right or wrong answer Just two right answers, but one of them is better than the other. And we need wisdom to know which is best when both options are good. So let's pray for God to give us wisdom when we don't have it, but desperately need it. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us men and women of God who teach and preach and share words of wisdom from your word. I pray today, God, give us wisdom when we don't know what to do, help us to know. As Solomon prayed, God, I don't know how to go out or come in. I I need wisdom just to know how to make simple decisions. God, all day today, all week this week, when we don't know what to do, I pray you'd show us what to do. When both options are good, show us the one that is best. Help us, Jesus, I pray, to wisely speak, to wisely live, to wisely prepare for the future and yet not lose the power of the present. Give us wisdom. Wisdom, Lord, for those who are leading congregations and church families, give us wisdom to know what you'd have us to do and what you'd have us to say. Give us wisdom for those who are leading our families, that we would wisely lead them closer to you and farther away from the destruction of our age. I pray, God, give us wisdom. Speak clearly to us and let us hear your voice. And may we hear and fear you, be in awe of you, and follow after you as you lead us in ways of wisdom. We love you. We need you. We call on you today in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, God's Word for Life listeners. Please click subscribe wisely. Click share, and then you can share with others. You may not be a cook. You may not be a baker, but you can share this episode, and you can bless somebody else through that. So please subscribe and share. Join us on the God's Word for Life companion podcast, listening family. Happy to have you aboard. Some of you are thinking, boy, I wish I had some great resources to help me in my devotion and discipleship, and I sure wish I had some to help others in theirs, maybe even some great Christmas gifts. Well, you have to wait and look no farther. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com, wisely browse through all of those wonderful products, Bibles, Bible studies, books, inspirational books, music, wonderful books, devotional books, great books, wise books, all of it there. All of it there to grow you in your faith and help others grow in their faith. So join us right there to learn and grow in your faith and help others grow in theirs. Next week, we continue wisely hearing about wisdom. And we will hear an episode called Wisdom Waits. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to learning and living out God's word for life.